Hello everyone. Before we get started with this podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we're meeting today, the Ngunnawal and the Ngambri people, and pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and acknowledge the ongoing contribution they make to the life of our city and this beautiful region. We'd also like to acknowledge the custodians of all the lands from where anybody listening to this podcast is also joining us from. I have some lovely close friends of mine who have now seen that it is possible to be a mum and to be a working person and take on or go back and finish that degree that you haven't finished or I have a best friend who it's always been her dream to be a paramedic and now she's decided to take that on because she has the support of the CUC. For all of our team it's our favourite part of the job is hearing all the amazing stories from the different hubs all across Australia and the successes that they're having. Welcome to Public Sector Unearthed, a Work With Purpose spin-off series about the people who drive grassroots change and reform in Australia's public sector. My name is Brock Vyland and I currently work as a director at the Department of Veterans Affairs and I'm back as your host today. On Public Sector Unearthed, we're putting people and their stories front and centre. Our guests talk about their journeys in the public service and how they're making a difference through their work, mentoring, communities of practice, diversity inclusion networks, and the effective promotion of the values and purpose of the public sector. Just now you heard from Libby Beattie, Assistant Director in the Higher Education Division at the Department of Education, and Olivia Sice, who is currently interning at the Far West Local Health District, and who is a student in the Masters of Health Service Management with Griffith University. And she's doing her studies based at the Regional University Study Hub in Broken Hill. Libby works on the regional policy team who leads the Regional University Study Hubs project, which provides study facilities and student support services to students in regional areas. Growing up in a regional area herself, Libby is passionate about creating better education services for people in Australia wherever they are. Olivia is currently loving her time studying at one of these hubs and tells us her story of how she got there and the great community she's found at the Broken Hill Hub. Libby's work and Olivia's experience are great examples of the APS reforms focused on putting people and business at the heart of policy and services. It also showcases the positive impact that public servants have on communities, as you're going to hear in just a second. Let's jump right into that conversation now. All right, good morning. Welcome, Libby and Olivia. Uh, we're so excited to have you on Public Sector Unearthed. Um, to Libby first, can you tell us a bit about where you grew up and how this motivated you to join, I guess, the public service and, and then work on regional policy? Yeah, sure. So I grew up in Wagga Wagga in regional New South Wales. I went to school there. Um, after school, I did a, a journalism degree and then um, got my first job in Bathurst, also regional New South Wales, um, working as a radio journalist there. I did that for a few years, um, really loved it, but decided it probably wasn't my my kind of long-term passion that I wanted to c- continue. Um, so I guess in trying to kind of find my feet and decide what I wanted to do, I, I joined the public service, did a few different roles, started off in communications, um, did a few different things. Um, and after a few years, uh, a position came up in the regional policy team in higher education, um, which sounded like something, obviously, having spent a large part of my life in regional New South Wales um, was something I was really interested in. Um, After joining the team, I learned a lot more about um, some of the issues with higher education for regional Australia, the the huge disparities that exist um, for people in regional Australia in obtaining university degrees compared to metro areas. So it was something I was really interested in working on um, 
to try and improve and learning about all the different policies and programs that were kind of on the cards to try and to try and fix that issue. So um, joined the regional policy team. I've been there for a few years now. Um, and yeah, it's definitely a passion of mine and, and something I want to continue. I love that. We we love Wagga Wagga. We love Bathurst on the show. So uh, represent. So and I can obviously hear that, you know, regional policy is clearly obviously just such a passion project for you. So the regional university study hubs seems like a pretty natural project for you to work on. But can you tell us a bit more about the hubs and, and how you contribute to, to running them? Yeah, sure. So uh, the regional, regional university study hubs program formerly called the Regional University Centres Program. So some people might know it by its former name. Um, it started off as a pilot program in 2018 and has just expanded rapidly since. Um, so essentially the hubs are um, placed in regional or remote parts of Australia who don't have easy access to a university campus or, or any kind of higher education. So people who live in that community, if they're studying online, they can use the hub almost like a sort of to get that kind of replacement of a campus experience so they're they're great little communities with lots of students studying they get things like academic support um, pastoral support that kind of real wraparound um, wraparound support that they're not going to get from just sitting at home in front of a computer and studying Um, so yeah as I said started in 2018 with only 16 centres we've now got 34 across Australia um, and the government's recently announced another 20 so there, um, it's really just gone gangbusters, and it's it's such a positive program. We, it's a really nice program to work on in the public service. You you really only hear positive things about it, which is great. Um, so in terms of my role, I'm in the regional policy team, and we have the primary um, kind of program management role for this program. Um, so I've done all different things over my time in the team um, back in. 2019 when the program was being expanded I worked on some of the policy development Um, I've done some some of the program management in terms of the day-to-day management with the centres and now I do a few different things we um, because the program has expanded so rapidly we really had to revisit um, how the program is managed you know when it was only a few centres it could be managed by a couple of people in the team Um, but now with it being so um, so vast and expanding so quickly, we've got a um, a network that's run out of Curtin University um, who kind of oversees all of the the hubs and provides things like webinars and training. So I've got a role, um, a lead role with the network. Um, we've also got some a new we're trialing some new partnerships funding. So some of the newer hubs um, are going to receive funding to help them form partnerships with universities and TAFEs um, and local industry and that kind of thing to support students. Um, so that's another a role I have. Um, and we're also doing some work on kind of at a policy level, tr- really trying to measure the success of the program. Um, it's, again, because it's quite new and all of the um, anecdotal evidence we have is that it's doing amazing things. But obviously, if it's something that we want to keep expanding and keep running, we have to show the success. So doing a lot of work in kind of collecting data and all the things that sound really boring, but um, are really important in terms of showing, yeah, how many, you know, how many students are using the hubs and um, what impact they're having on participation and attainment and that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I'm just obviously one person in a in a very dedicated and hardworking team that um, manages this program. Um, and then obviously 
in terms of the running of the hubs, that's all done on the ground. So this program wouldn't work without the amazing people who work at the centres, the centre managers, the learning skills advisors who are all locally based and just pour their heart and soul every day into running the centres. Um, they're the ones who really, they're the success story. We do all the <laughs> behind the scenes, keep the things running and obviously um, it wouldn't work without the all the stuff in the background, but yeah. Brilliant. Well, firstly, Libby, uh, analytical evaluation is never boring. So let's <laughs> I didn't say it was boring. I said it sounds boring. <laughs> it but, does, but, it, yeah. but, it's, but it's, it's hugely important. Yeah. So thank you for taking us through that. It obviously is such a fantastic initiative and it's great to hear that it's expanding as well. And that sort of brings us a little bit to, to Olivia. So Olivia, you're studying a, a Master's of Health Service Management from Griffith University at the Broken Hill Hub. But before I guess we talk a little bit about that hub just want to hear a bit more about you and your own journey. So what, what brought you to the, to the space you're in now? Um, so I've grown up in rural and remote areas my entire life. I started life out on sheep stations uh, and my educational journey really started uh, on, online in a sense um, and through school of the air in the early 90s. So the big old radio boxes and, and dialing in that way. Um, then moving into town, you know, going to the local schools and everything there. But my mum was very, very much uh, an advocate for us country kids and fighting for secondary and tertiary um, education um, allowances and avenues for us because it was extremely difficult if you didn't have the money to send to – because it's just not the cost of just university. It's it's moving out. It's it's supporting us um, in, in a city. Um, so yeah, really fighting for those, those almost those essential needs for further education and being able to go and make something of ourselves back then. Um, I attended a, um, uh, country university in Wyala in South Australia and did my bachelor's degree. Um, so that was, you know, in person, um, and not online. And then, um, started out and I've done 12 years of, as a registered nurse uh, in rural and remote areas, so in South Australia, and then I've, I've moved to Broken Hill about eight years ago. Um, and then I was approached with the opportunity to undertake this internship in higher management, which I nearly didn't take because of the university um, masters that was attached to it, because I really haven't had such a positive um, learning journey, and that is a lot to do with um, access and almost uh, a lack of understanding of different learning styles and, and things like that. So it was quite a, a challenge for me to decide to take this route. When I did decide to, I was pointed towards the CEC, so the Country University Centre here in Far West, and um, it's all gone from there. The, the support that I've received um, to know that I can actually do this and that it's possible and yeah it's been invaluable really really invaluable brilliant thank you so much for I guess taking us through the human element of what education regionally looks like there Olivia and what it really means in terms of the challenges that are associated with that so I really appreciate you taking me through sort of your journey and I, I really want to know, I guess, what the hub at Broken Hill looks and feels like. You know, what makes you excited to, to, to study there? So I really thought about this and how to articulate it properly, but I can't go past saying it's like a big warm hug. It really is. Oh, you walk into it. this place 
And I was a mess when I first came in. I was so nervous about um, undertaking postgraduate education. Um, it's, like I said, I hadn't had positive experiences before. And, you know, uh, there was the element of pressure of, like, I'd been chosen to do this internship and I'm a pilot program out here in the far west for um, this higher management internship as well. So I was a little bit riding on it. I wanted something to be accessible for um, further upcoming um, managers later on to have the access to further education to be able to be supported in a management pathway. So I wanted to do well. So when those assignments landed, I almost had a little mini mental breakdown, <laughs> but I came in here and it was it was okay. I was understood. I was made to feel that I wasn't alone. Um, and it was, right, let's sit down and really put together what am I scared of, what are going to be the barriers and what are the barriers with being in an online environment for the first time for tertiary education. I have a lot of travel um, within the internship too and it's a full-time work environment as well. I also have four children and a husband that works seven on seven off underground. So it was about having that support to really sit down, make a study plan. There's things that I need to do within the college itself that that um, I do the internship through as well. So it's about prioritising all of those. I have pretty good time management skills, but from a nurse on the floor point of view, when it comes to sitting down and not getting distracted from the things around me, it's really difficult. So the home environment for me is not really something that works for me. My youngest is three years old, so she just wants to be involved in everything. Um, walking into the hub, it's it's equal parts um, um, neat, tidy, very well planned with the layout. Um, the staff are right there. They're accessible. Um, there's you know your homely sense of there's a fully um, catered kitchen. Um, area that we can make food, we can share food with um, the with staff and other students. I've made some really lovely friendships with other mums who are taking on postgraduate studies, and we're kind of in the trenches together. Um, you know, at the end of that that um, semester period where everything kind of gets a little bit full on, and we're trying to juggle that home life study balance. Um, you walk into the hub and there's bean bags and there's comfortable places to sit or you can opt to have um, a separate room where you can just be in the zone there's no other distractions so it's that equal parts um you know a study space but it also has that homely environment that environment that it's inviting and it wants you and you look forward to I've gone from full-time study last trimester to one subject this trimester and I miss having to come here so often (laughs) (laughs) Wow, like my goodness, Olivia, you speak so powerfully of of the impact that it can have to have that space there, especially, and thank you for telling us about your family. Um, obviously, you know, you're probably not alone in, in having those circumstances where you need somewhere to go like that. Mm-mm. And I'll tell you what, what doesn't resonate about a big warm hug? I'm feeling that even though we're, we're doing this remotely, so. <laughs> There's honestly, I can't explain it any other way. And I have um, some lovely close friends of mine who have now, seeing that it is possible to be a mum and to be a working person and take on 
or go back and finish that degree that you haven't finished. Or um, I have a best friend who it's always been her dream to be a paramedic. And now she's decided to take that on because she has the support of the CUC. She knows there's somewhere to come. She has two kids of her own and a a husband that works full time as well. Um, There is that support um, and that access. My brother-in-law's actually moved from interstate from rural South Australia to be here to study his uh, Bachelor of Accountancy because he has the support in the CUC and has seen the support that I have received is not support that he can access where he's from, even though he's only an hour from Adelaide. He doesn't have a car to access um, university in person in Adelaide. So being able to come here and be supported on an online environment and be given the confidence and have those study groups and things and he can interact with others, um, you know, in in a very more personalised sense... He's kicking goals. It's great. I love that. I'm a big one for for celebrate the win. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for for taking us through that, Olivia. And like you know, Libby, hearing how powerful that you know that that feedback is from Olivia, pretty easy to see why you love working on this project. But hearing that, is there how does that make you feel about the work that you're involved in and that you're doing? Yeah, it's just amazing. It's definitely for all of our team. It's our favourite part of the job is hearing all the amazing stories from the different hubs all across Australia and the successes that they're having. Um, I think in the public service, it's sometimes unusual to have that really close connect to what you're working on. Often, you know, it's long-term policy or that kind of thing. So running a program where we get to see see it running on the ground and all the difference it's making right now to so many students like Olivia and all across Australia, um, yeah, it absolutely makes it very easy to to be motivated to go to work each day and, and keep doing what we're doing. I absolutely love that, Livy. And I guess, Olivia, one final one for you. If you had one recommendation for someone considering studying at the Hub, what would it be? Just do it. You're not alone. You're not, don't feel like the barriers that you feel um, limit you, that you're the only one that has those barriers. Come in and access the staff here. They have such a wealth of knowledge and they get it. Their mums too, their parents too, they they work, they undertake postgraduate studies, they get it. And what a better place to undertake something that makes you feel uncomfortable and puts you outside of that that comfortable area and pushes you to to reach your dreams and aspirations than connecting with with people and with staff that that get it and can do have the tools to support you in a in a space like this brilliant look thank you so much olivia thank you so much libby for for joining in us on on unearth today it's it's been a real honor listening to you know your stories and, and the great difference that you're making for for people in the public sector thank you so much for both for coming on thank you so much thank you so much Listeners, it was a real pleasure talking with Libby and Olivia. What really stood out for me was the power of education access regionally, you know, those real impacts on people's lives and hard to top the description of it being a big warm hug. So what did you enjoy about this story? Let us know by leaving a comment on our social media channels or even better writing a review. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify and many other podcast platforms. Work With Purpose is produced in collaboration between Content Group, 
and the Institute of Public Administration Australia ACT, supported by the Australian Public Service Commission. Public Sector Unearthed will return in about a fortnight. And this podcast is produced in partnership with Content Group and the APS Reform Office. Thanks for listening. See you again soon.